Will the 2023 Clemson Tiger defense rank inside the top five of college football? ESPN believes so. What are my thoughts? I'll discuss them next on the Locked On Clemson podcast. You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Clemson fans? Welcome back to the Locked On Clemson Podcast, your daily podcast covering your Clemson Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout over with the Draft Network and part of the co-host team of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast as well. Guys, Happy Friday, man! It's warm out. It feels good. I hope you guys are having a great week, and it's going to—we're going to close the week with a great show. But guys, listen—we have, like I said, we have a great show coming up. We're going to talk a few different things, right? But of course, I always, like I always tell you guys, I thank y'all for making Locked On Clemson your first listen every single day that I drop these episodes, man. Right now, shooting at three times a week, but as we get closer and closer to the season, it will be a daily occurrence so don't even stress don't trip at all guys but like i said we have a good show uh espn predicting the clemson tigers defense to be top five i'm gonna get into that to kick it off we have t higgins former clemson wide receiver coming up on a contract with the cincinnati Bengals. is he worth the money and on the prowl four star 2025 running back commits to the tigers so without further ado let's get into it guys ESPN, the, their panel, the, their staff assessed the defenses and the top defenses for this upcoming 2023 college football season. And lo and behold, they ranked the Clemson Tigers defense top five. Now, this is kind of this may catch some people off guard because this is coming off of a year where Clemson finished 22nd in scoring defense and 28th in total defense in all of college football last year. But, you know, one part of the blurbs is that uh, it, from what you know, I'm you know, reading the quote here, it is safe to say that say the Clemson defense was not up to its usual standard last season. The Tigers finished sixth in the ACC in total defense the first time in nine years. They were not top two in the league, uh, ESPN's Andrea Adelson uh, said. So uh, she, they go on to state that first time coordinator Wes Goodwin had big shoes to fill in replacing Brent Venables, but it also did not help that Clemson had injuries to key players on the defensive line, including starter, who is now with the New Orleans Saints, Brian Brzee, and had a difficulty stopping the pass with the secondary, uh, with a secondary that gave up too many, far too many big plays. Uh, but they also go on to say, but there's a reason for optimism heading into 2023. Clemson returns to the returns the best starting linebacker duo. I think I said that uh, in the country in Jeremiah Charter Jr. and Barrett Carter, who combined for 169 tackles in their first year as starters in 2022, uh, showing that big play capability that Clemson genuinely gets uh, at the linebacker position with 24 tackles for a loss, 12 sacks between them, as well as the veteran leadership, Tyler Davis, Xavier Thomas, Ruka Roro, uh, and then, of course, the freshman phenom, Peter Woods, right? And, of course, secondary, you know, I've talked about Andrew Makuba, Nate Wiggins. Uh, you have freshman Khalil Barnes coming in. But, um, you know, they also have another safety in Mickens, who I'm going to get into the tape and talk to you guys about. But I agree with uh, ESPN staff and their panel. This defense is chock full of NFL talent. 
in terms of the 2024 NFL draft and then drafts to come. Peter Woods is a, is an outstanding prospect, right? You know, and, and recruit five star, and he deserved it. There's a lot of five star kids. I'll be honest with you guys, when you turn the tape on, you're like, I don't see five star. You watch Peter Woods; he's a five star. I talked about him. he's my freshman phenom, but <clears throat> I think that's the that's the big thing for me is that this defense has the like they, they talked about the veteran leadership. You have a, a lot of talent at all three levels, and that's what makes this defense what what makes a, a defense worthy of being top five you're not just good on the trenches you're not just good at the second level or you're not you don't just have a great second a secondary right in the third level of the defense all three pieces all three levels coexist and they're cohesive and they work together and and, and that's the big thing because with tyler davis and rook and i'm hearing stuff that rook may end up kind of kicking down playing a little bit of d end uh because they have some more depth on the interior defensive line Man, it, it, this defensive line could be very, very, very talented. It's, it is very talented, but it could be, dare I say, special in terms of what they're able to do, playing both pass and run, and the versatility, the athleticism, the physicality, <clears throat> the the body types that they have, the, the versatility and flexibility in terms of being able to move guys around. And really, because I think Tyler Davis could slide down the end a little bit too. If you want to put some bigger boys on the on the interior, right? You want to run the four man front and put two uh two big uh kind of two gappers and run stuffers on the on the middle and kick Rook and Tyler Davis at end. You're not running against that, baby. You're not running against that, right? So, I think that's what's what's big is that this defense. I expect Nate Wiggins, um, who I believe was a, a first year starter. I remember I remember talking about him correctly when I, when I did check the tape with him and Andrew McCuba, RJ Mickens, and you know with this pass rush that that could really um, you know help them out. And of course, like I just talked about the defensive line, but the 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 key to this defense, man, the play, the versatility, the flexibility in terms of creativity and with, with the defensive coordinator, good one being able to dial up different. Plays with Jeremiah Trotter and Barrett Carter at linebacker. To me, those are, yeah, I've always said games are won and lost in the trenches. But I think the two most important guys in the defense are at the second level. Both are athletic. Both are, are physical to come downhill and attack the run game, right? And you can drop them off into coverage. You can play man coverage. They both have interceptions um, on their resume or, or, or you know, uh, creating turnovers on their resume. They, you can blitz them both, right? Barrett Carter, Barrett Carter, you know, just from the the glimpses I've gotten of him, I haven't done a deep dive in terms of his NFL scouting profile. Uh, I, I will have that done in the next couple of days, probably over the weekend. Um, when I watch this young man, I see uh, kind of what, what what you get with Trenton Simpson, right? Uh, uh, the the ability to rush off the edge, drop into the overhang, drop off in, in into uh, middle uh, middle hook zones and th- different things of that nature. Play some man to man, but also, like I said. You can walk him up on the line of scrimmage uh, in the run game, and, and you feel comfortable with it. Him against tight ends and blitz him off the edge. You can walk him into the A gaps and attack. You know, mug the A gaps on him and Jeremiah Charter. So these are the guys that who are going to make the, the the they're going to be the splash guys, the the impact guys, right? While the defensive line, they're just going to be the glue guys. A lot of times, where now don't get me wrong, Tyler Davis and Rook, they're going to be disruptive, but uh, but uh, they're they're typically the first priority you want for your for your defensive line. Of course, reset the line of scrimmage. Do not get, you know, knocked back off the ball, of course, right? And, and, and keep your linebackers clean. Because if you can keep your linebackers clean, I always say this, man. Uh, was it Tony Saragusa and, 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 <clears throat> and Haloti Nata? Man, listen, when you have those type of guys in front of Ray Lewis, 
man, it makes the job a lot easier to flow and, and attack the ball and everything else. It just makes the job easier, man. So you want that same thing for, for with, with Rook and Tyler Davis and the rest of these guys on his defensive line, Peter Woods, all of them. You want them to, to help keep, uh, you know, Barrett Carter and Jeremiah Charter clean so they can scrape and flow to the football and make plays. Shut those alleyways, shut the door on the running back and meet them in the alley and, and create some, some, some impactful plays as they've done, as they did last year as a first time starter. So I'm excited for them, man. I do agree. Like I said, I agree. Clemson, the Clemson Tiger defense will be, will be a top five defense because at the end of the day, when you look at, and I, I'll, I'll drop the the you know the link on YouTube for you guys. But uh, in the in the top five, I want to read it off real quick before I transition. Georgia Bulldogs came in number one. I'm not surprised with that. The Michigan Wolverines at number two. Um, you know, I'm not really surprised with that either. The Alabama Crimson tied at three. The Penn State Nittany Lions at four. Of course, Clemson's at five. I'll finish at the top ten. Iowa Hawkeyes at six, um, and then Florida State at seven. That kind of shocked me a little bit. That Florida State would be a little bit lower. LSU at eight. I don't hate that. Texas A&M at nine. The Aggies and Wisconsin at ten. Wisconsin typically always have a, a good defense and a lot of, you know, just not a not a not a lot of big name guys, but guys who are going to play in the league for a long time. So really, really well coached defense typically uh, for years and years. So I, I absolutely believe that Clemson has everything, everything you need um, to be a top five defense in college football. I, I I don't doubt that one bit. This team is, 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 like I said, from the trenches, all of it, guys. I think that this is, this is, this is a team and a defense that can win games for the Clemson Tigers, right? And they're going to be battle tested. They are going to be tested, uh, you know, all 2023, you know, especially early on with Duke and the FSU and so forth and so on. Um, but yeah, I, I man, listen, ESPN, I uh, shout out to them and their staff. I think they hit the nail on the head here. This is a team in the defense that can really open some eyes. They have a lot of talent for the NFL draft and they're going to make some plays and make some things happen. All right. But guys, you're talking about making things happen. Eyes on the league, former Clemson wide receiver T Higgins coming up on the contract. So-called so from what I've heard, the Bengals and what I've read, the Bengals say he's a uh, second priority right after Joe Burrow. So, but you still got Jamar Chase sitting behind him. So how are they going to figure this out? Is he worth wide receiver one money? We'll discuss all that next. Guys, trying to find pants and those shorts that fit well, they're comfortable and flexible and versatile is not easy. I can tell you from personal experience. But let me help you out. Bird dogs make me look good, so I'm pretty sure they're going to help you look good as well. Bird dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slim through, slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look, especially for my bros that do leg day in the gym. You're going to love these shorts. They, they do Their shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better, and the price is better. Uh, they fit better than all the regular stiff shorts with the restricted cotton and everything. And then I, what I really love is that they use a cloud-knit fabric that allows them to look like khakis, but they stretch for that slimmer fit that I talked about without sacrificing the movement for you, as well as the, the use of anti-stink and sweat wicking fabric uh, that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So, guys, go to birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler, tumbler with your uh, next order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler. You will not want to take off your bird dogs. We promise you. Eyes on the lead, guys. T. Higgins, one of my favorite Clemson receivers, by the way, 6'4, 215, 220, just a tank, just a tank out there, man. Uh, physical, 
ball skills. He's a three-level threat, too. You know what I mean? He's not one of those big guys that, oh, he's got to be a possession wide receiver. No, he, he runs good routes. He can separate, uh, you know, as, as well for a bigger body guy. But, hey, listen, we always talk – I always talk about playing helmet or higher, man. You throw that ball up top just like the like the basketball players do. He's don't, he's, he's going to head top you. He's going to dunk on you, man. And, and with the it's, – it's, it's, it's a conundrum for the Cincinnati Bengals because – you already sacrificed. You know, granted, you drafted you drafted a safety so they can let Jesse Bates walk in free agency. But with that, it's like who else are you going to lose? Because you got you have to pay Joe Burrow. Now there has been some rumors that he's willing to take a team friendly deal, right? Kind of go the Tom Brady route. The the difference is Tom Brady uh, was doing that stuff and he wasn't getting a lot of high octane passing options. Joe Burrow's going to do because he's trying to keep both of his high octane passing options with T Higgins and Jamar Chase because those are the three top priorities uh, for them in terms of contract extensions. You know, uh, T Higgins is coming up on one now, and same with Joe Burrow, where you have Jamar Chase still has like a it's going into year three, so you still have year four and a fifth year option. So it's not as big of a it's not as big of a thing, but uh, you know. The question is, is he worth the money? Um, I think that there's there was a the NFL expert over at um salary cap expert over at Pro Football Focus, Brad uh Spellberger Burger, sorry, Spellberger or Spielberger. Um, he uh projected what Higgins contract will look like. And what he projected was uh Higgins will sign a four-year deal worth ninety-seven million dollars, twenty-four point two five mil per season. Uh, per year with a guaranteed amount of 32 and a half, uh, 32 and a quarter million of, of that contract will be guaranteed. And that is not a bad deal. You know, that is not a bad deal in any way, shape or form, uh, because at the end of the day, like you like if you can get him there. Right. If you if you can get him. At a, at a price tag like that, I think you feel comfortable. With that. I think you feel good with that, because I'm going to tell you right now, guys. 97, what, what, what did I say? 97 mil, right? 97 mil. Okay. Now I'm going, I'm going to run down some of the, <laughs> run down some of these contracts real quick. So you got Tyree Kill, 52.5 mil guaranteed, fully guaranteed. His total guarantees is 72.2. Uh, average per year, 30 on the dot. Uh, total, total value of his contract is 120 million. Devontae Adams, total value, 140 million, 28 per. Uh, 22.7 fully guaranteed. Cooper Cup, 80. No, that's what's crazy, right? You know, Cooper Cup, you know, uh, his total value is 80.1, but there's talks about them trying to get that number up and giving him, you know, what he's due, especially since a former Super Bowl MVP. AJ Brown for the Philadelphia Eagles, total value, uh, 100 million, 25 per, uh, 56.4 fully guaranteed. Stefan Diggs, 96 million. Total value twenty four per, right? So when you look at those numbers, right, the the, the per, so twenty four point two five for T Higgins, um, you know, projected in, in that in that piece, um, you know, as, as the what the yearly, uh, yeah, per year, that would land him hmm, top. What? Let's see here. One, two, three, four. Yeah, he'd be like fifth on the on the list. He'll be a little bit above. DK Metcalf, who's at 24 even. Uh, Debo Samuels at 23.8. Terry McLaurin, 23.2. So he'll be around five, the the fifth spot. 
uh, you know, in terms of uh, wide receivers average per year, his uh, his total value will probably be in that same kind of range as well. But yeah, like when you when you look at this stuff, man, it, it's it's um it, it's it's wild, and, and I think the the Bengals have to figure this out. And I, I do believe that that T Higgins is worth wide receiver one money, right? I I do. I, I truly listen. Six four two twenty. All the, the attributes he brings to the table. This is a stud, man. This this young man is a baller, and, and I, I, it's just hard for me to look at him and say, well, you know, he's got Jamar Chase. I, I'd rather keep Chase. And no, don't get me wrong. If you have to get rid of, you know, get rid of one, because that's what I'm telling you now, guys. When those numbers I just listed, the the upper echelon of those numbers, oh yeah, Jamar Chase is gonna hit that. Jamar Chase is gonna absolutely hit that. So when you look at what 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 T Higgins has done, listen to this now, because we we talk about Justin Jefferson. I think he was he in the same draft as Justin Jefferson. I think so. I think he, I believe they were in the same draft. Justin Jefferson has th- three years over fourteen hundred yards. But what we don't talk about with T Higgins, you know. 90 uh not over uh over 900 yards as a rookie, right? 1400 yards in 2021. Now he de- he regressed a little bit and, and come came back down closer to 1200 in 2022. His reception percentage and catch percentage went up. He keep he you know stayed pat with, with touchdowns eight you know eight in the bo- in the past two years. So that's 16 since 2021. He has 22 touchdowns. He averages for his career 14 yards per reception. Over 3,400, almost 3,500 yards, uh, and uh, almost 250 catches. This is a guy, and, and he plays predominantly on the outside, man. So that X, uh, yeah, he, he's an outside receiver that can play the X role, that big body number one wide receiver. You think about teams that need that, the New York Giants. Now you, you got to figure out the Saquon Barkley situation, right? But I mean, some people would say, Maybe T. Higgins will help Daniel Jones better than Saquon Barkley. I'm not going to say that because Saquon's the engine of that team because Daniel Jones is just an okay quarterback to me. But if you look at some of these, bro, the Houston Texans, I I, I know that the Bengals probably don't want to, if they have to, if a team wants to trade for him, send like a first round, second round pick or anything, you might not want to put them in the same conference, right? In the AFC, because the AFC is kind of loaded right now. But when you, if you're a team like the Houston Texans and, if Nico Collins doesn't show up this year as your big body wide receiver, I would absolutely send a second. Now, you don't have a first. Do they have a first? I think they might have a first next year. I got to look. But in terms of the Texans, because remember they traded up and everything for, for Will Anderson Jr. after selecting C.J. Stroud. But with having C.J. Stroud, I'm willing to pay the cost. I will send you a second-round pick for T. Higgins, right? And then you can get maybe get Nico Collins back if I if, if I don't like what I've seen from him in, during the 2023 NFL season. But I'd rather go and get a T. Higgins to give my young quarterback in his second year, right? Not even just him, but you look at the Indianapolis Colts with Anthony Richardson, the Carolina Panthers with Bryce Young. Heck, dare I say the Tennessee Titans with Will Levis or Malik Willis, whoever's going to play quarterback. Nonetheless, T. Higgins should absolutely have suitors. He should absolutely have suitors. You know you know what I'm saying? You, he should. And, and there's teams, like I said, if you want to send him to the NFC, by all means, that's probably the best bet if you don't want to have to see him and, and think about getting to the playoffs and potentially walking on the field where your DBs have to face an inspired T. Higgins. 
right? With that tiger, those tiger claws are coming out because he's he's ready. He's on the prowl, right? Because he's like, okay, y'all didn't, you guys didn't want to pay. Listen, if you don't think it's a real thing, go and watch the the the, the Eagles versus the Titans in twenty twenty two. The, the Titans didn't want to pay. There was some, some little bit of bad blood there with A.J. Brown. He absolutely destroyed them. Yes, it matters. Yes, that stuff happens. So I think T. Higgins, if he became available via trade as the season, if they can't work out a deal, uh, or if I could potentially see him getting the franchise tag, depending on what that tag is. Uh, if it's too much, then teams don't want to do like the full franchise tag. They might use you know part of it or, or use one of them, but you has got to see what the number is, right? Uh, they might not do the, the you know, you got to – the full tag it might do the transitional one i think is the one where you have to give up like a first uh or you like at least a second round pick or something like that or two seconds or whatever the case may be and, and they can put that that kind of tag on him but nonetheless they got to figure this out because one thing you can't do which would be wild is to pay one you know your wide receiver two almost 100 mil pay your wide receiver one over 100 mil pay your quarterback over 100 mil it, that's not sustainable in terms of building a team. So we'll see, but do it. Like, they, they answer the question. Is he worth wide receiver one money? Yes. Yes, he is. I love uh, T Higgins game, man. And, and, and I think he's worth it, but you're talking about worth it. You're talking about him being on the prowl. If he gets traded and go somewhere else, we're going to talk on the prowl. Clemson just got a four star recruit commit for the 2025 class running back on the prowl guys. Clemson, like I said, we're putting in work, right? Putting in, putting in work for not just the 2024 class, but you got to keep building. And it has a 2025 class. Young man that, that I think a lot of people will be happy once he gets on the field, and that's Gideon Davidson, uh, six foot, 193 on the weight from Lynchburg, Virginia in next year's class. And this is a young man that, you know, as a – listen, <laughs> you know – this is a big splash. And I guess I think, like I said, in the transition, I think CJ Spiller, Coach Spiller, is going to be very happy with this. He is the number two rated prospect out of the state of Virginia and a number 51 overall per ESPN, uh, per rivals. All, all ESPN rivals and 24-7 sports all have him as consensus four-star recruit. He's number 86 overall. Uh, he's number the number eighth running back for rivals in, in the second overall player rated prospect uh, coming out of Virginia for rivals in terms of 24 seven sports, second rated uh, prospect in the state of Virginia, third rated RB 67th rated prospect overall. And when you look at what he did uh, as a sophomore guys, he was a, he was a max preps sophomore, all American. You know, he made that team with over with more than, you know, 1400 rushing yards last season. And he had 28 touchdowns what and, and and this is big this is big news because the, some of the finalists for this young man right he had um around 20 or so offers that included auburn miami michigan oklahoma virginia wake forest virginia tech and his finalists were clemson ohio state notre dame and tennessee were all in that in that finalist group and clemson came out on top so this is and and, and when to put this into some perspective as well, since Spiller came on the staff, you know, the full-time staff in 2021, this is the highest rated uh, running back uh, commit that they've had. Uh, or, you know, previously it was the 2024 kid, David Azumumi, uh, which is, you know, you know, he came off the board, you know, in March, who's also a four-star recruit himself. But just looking at this, this young man and, 
you know, 24-7 profiled him, you know, and it's, it's after the kid. Uh, the quote is, has multiple sport profile with strong build. Speed markers include 10-6-9 in the 100-meter dash. He's a 27 long jumper, has uh, two-way snaps at safety and running back. Uh, big production, you know, you know, as a freshman, over 1,200 yards, 19 touchdowns, while, while averaging more than 11 yards per carry as a freshman as well. Uh, pace of play popped. During in-person evaluation for them, patient runner with vision, knows how to set up his blocks, quick feet with stop-start ability, accelerates through the hole, has uh, speed to finish runs as well. We talk about converting speed to power a lot of times with pass rushes, but that's big for running backs too. He's best suited to run between the tackles, body control to make subtle cuts at the second level, difficult to arm tackle, shows cutback ability, has the instinct as a runner to make defenders miss in the hole as well as there's upside. We talk about with with, with uh, Will Shipley being able to split out wide, uh, out wide as a receiver in the slot, different things like that. This is a young man who is a solid pass catcher as well. They say he lines up out wide also. So yes, like he has the speed, but they view him as better, you know, better as a, a between the tackles runner, and just his ability to, to to slide outside and play some some snaps at wide receiver that just creates creative that, that creates uh, mismatches and allows the the offensive coordinator, hopefully, is Garrett Riley in twenty twenty five as well. Uh, and he's not going on to somewhere else for for a head coaching gig, but it allows them to be creative. With the with with the offense, and when you can motion the running back out, it's, it's a coverage indicator. At the same time, it, it's, ch- it's it's chestnut checkers, baby. It's chestnut checkers because when you can motion guys, it allows you to see. Okay, is this man? Now, don't get me wrong. There are com- combo coverages where they will uh, stay still and it looks like zone, but they're actually playing man or they motion like it's man. But everybody's dropping into cover three. They just kind of change the, their drops based on uh, moving to the opposite side of the formation, so forth and so on. But again, it's typically a coverage indicator when you motion guys pre-snap because if a running back goes out wide and a corner bumps out with him, it's typically an indicator that is zone. But if a linebacker goes out with him, right, then that means it's man-to-man and that corner bumps down into the – which would be the slot receiver, uh, the receiver who bumps down into the into the slot. Now that corner gets into the nickel. Now you're – because at the end of the day, I always talk about this. With young quarterbacks, everything they're going to see during games, it's a test. Every snap is a test, right? It's a quiz. And everything. So you, it's multiple choice. What you want to do as offensive coordinator is give your quarterback the answers. Give him a, a, a cheat sheet where you can kind of he he can kind of see some things. Okay, this man to man coverage. I know where I want to go with this, and he can kind of it helps him read the defense pre snap. Right. Now he's got to be he's got to be willing to do it, and not just predetermined read. So I think K. Clubman will be fine with that. But again, just this young man, very talented. And like I said, Coach, Coach Spiller, Coach C, running backs coach, will absolutely love this young man. And, and 24-7 sports, you know, that, that blurb that I read on their scouting report, highly, like, listen, 10-6-9 in the 100, guys, that is nothing to sneeze at. Especially, he did that as, what, a sophomore? So he's going into the junior year, and he still has a senior year. So this is a kid that's still going to grow, still going to develop, guys. But listen, that is on the problem. Man, I appreciate y'all for tapping it with me. I said it's happy single, it's happy Friday. And, and y'all tap it with me every single day. And I appreciate that. And I love y'all. Uh, go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Guys, you know, we, we got more coming next week. We're getting closer and closer to, to the football season, to fall camp. All of that good stuff. We're going to keep eyes on the league, on the prowl. We're going to tap into more and more things, man. So continue to tap in with me. 
and is, is always, you know what I'm saying? And I thank y'all for making Locked On Clemson your first listen today and every day that I drop these episodes. You're not just my Clemson family, but you're my every single dayer. So, guys, I appreciate you. I love y'all. So tap back in with me on Monday. In, t- uh, in terms of Twitter, you can find it. Follow me there at DP underscore NFL. Talk to me because I talk back. I love to talk ball and have fun. Workouts, basketball, you name it. I love to chat about it. But as always, guys, listen, come and join the conversation again tomorrow or on Monday on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every single day, go Tigers.